electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Stocks are going to give a lot of yesterday's rally back as revised Q2 consumption and inflation data runs hot. Claims back below 200K. We're watching the damage from Hurricane Ian. Nike earnings tonight. Our roadmap begins with inflation jitters continuing to jolt markets. Futures point to another lower open as Fed officials say policy not restrictive enough yet. Plus, Apple's demand concern, Bank of America downgrades the stock this morning, pointing to signs of a weakening consumer. And, quote, affordability challenges, CarMax blaming widespread inflation pressures for a sharp sales decline. And the shares of that company are tumbling ahead of the open. Let's begin with the markets pulling back after yesterday's rally, uh, Jim. A lot of these revised numbers, core PCE consumption or Q2 numbers, but claims lowest since April? You listen to uh, Ms. Mester talk tough, and then you get those numbers. It's very difficult to say, well, she's too hard on on what they're doing, because those uh, claims were, were, I don't want to say they're bad, I want people to have jobs, but their claims are too hot. And David, what we continue to see is big macro data not giving the Fed what it needs, even as we do micro data on companies, for instance, like on a CarMax, and we say, wait a second, why they may be they may be working, but they ain't buying. They're service, they're going out. Restaurants are big, travel's big, Expedia told us that. But if I were on the Fed, I'd say, hey, I gotta keep this up. You gotta keep it up in part because of what you've come back to time and again, which is wages and jobs and the not creating the weakness I, there. I know that you're not into my camp. But no, I, I understand I, parts of it. I, I do. Totally. I, have, I have James Gorman on tonight. I'm going to ask about that, Morgan Stanley. I don't know if you caught that. Um, but here's, here's what's happening. I'm going to make it very clear. I'm going to say it again. Yes. The Fed wants to see people more worried about their jobs. They'd like to see job loss. The Fed wants to see your house go down and the one that you really hate, the Fed wants to see your portfolio lower. Because um, that's spending. They need to, what, how do you, what controls spending? Your job, your portfolio, right? Yeah. Those are, they control spending. All true, all true. You know, I did have, I I think we may have this teed up uh, because John Gray joined me yesterday at Delivering Alpha along with uh, Whitney Wolf Hurd. Yeah, I got a contact. But he had some comments on inflation that I thought were interesting, Jim, and actually point to some of the questions slash concerns that you have. Take a listen and focus at the very end of his comments here on the labor markets. I would say inflation has begun to slow, certainly. Um, We see it in shipping costs for the manufacturing companies. We see it in commodity markets. Um, Labor is probably one area where it's slowed a little, but I'd say labor markets remain really tight. And there it is. That's about as perfect as you get. As, as I would expect from one of the smartest people. Love John. I've That's ever why met. I wanted to use and it. And charitable, because it, cause we always. Because it does go to the point you've been making. That's it. Labor markets remain tight. And by the way, That's this it. is Blackstone, 
which has many portfolio companies in varied industries and so can give you a reasonably good snapshot of sort of some of these markets. Yeah, I mean, you listen to Jonathan Gray, who's got no axe to grind, he wants to get it right, Carl. And it, what it says is the Fed cannot stop until we have major job losses. Right now, who are, where are the job losses? They're at, at Bed Bath Beyond. Well, they're doing terrible. They're at DocuSign. Well, they're doing terrible. They're at uh, Peloton. Well, they're doing poorly. What are the great companies other than Goldman Sachs that are laying people off? And the answer is no. And you, I, I never want to root, and it always sounds harsh, for firings. But when the good companies lay people off, that's when they'll be done. Uh, B of A has got some charts out today. What is your main concern about the economy in a recession in terms of job security? Uh, say, take the, the uh, tranche who make less than 50K, about 25% are worried about their job security. I assume you think that number needs to get oh, higher. Oh, man. I, I remember in 1980, 81, when, the, when Volcker was doing Reagan about to come in. Everyone was worried. about David, everybody was worried about their job. I was worried about my job. I would get up in the morning and say, am I going to get laid off today? You know, and, and, and you're thinking about, you're not thinking about, hey, I'm taking a trip. You're thinking about, do I have enough money saved for if I'm laid off so I can get another job? Now, I don't, that was an extreme period. Understood. But that's but that's how people used to be. Well, this is a somewhat extreme period, certainly when it comes to what we've been looking at right there, the 10-year and the two-year, the yields moving around in ways that, frankly, have been uh, almost unprecedented in right. terms of the weekly-slash-daily moves, Carl. And again, once again, we see the market keyed off of two-year yield up, market conceivably going to start down. The reverse was in effect yesterday, in part because of those moves by the Bank of England. Right. We are still not seeing another thing that the Fed wants. We're not seeing no bids for homes and homes going down. Now, we are seeing the end of bidding wars, particularly in New York. But that's not what they want. They don't want the end of bidding. They want, remember, house, they want your house to be worth what it was before the pandemic. You mean sell below list is essentially what you need to yes, see happen that's what in need. big ways. Look, they want to roll back to before pre-pandemic. And I understand that. It, prices really rallied you since pre-pandemic. Since, so, I, look, I think that... Uh, these were numbers that backed what Mester said. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Mester did talk to Steve Leisman in Cleveland uh, earlier this morning. She said M2 as a, as a metric, not reliable, at least not yet, uh, hasn't been for a while. Uh, says she wants to see long-term inflation expectations come back down. And then she talked about whether or not we're restrictive yet. Here's what she said. We're still not even in restricted territory on the funds rate. So you're right, we've moved the funds rate up 300 basis points this year, but look how high inflation is. We haven't even mentioned uh, the UK and sort of the uh, backward look at yesterday's move. Uh, FT today cites a bunch of people saying we were, we were looking at severe scenarios yesterday prior to that move. Lehman scenario, bring up Lehman, uh, it looks like they were caught, they had a strategy that was uh, about interest rates. That, I think it's pension funds, you shouldn't be caught. But the question I have, David, is who's caught here now? We keep wondering. Uh, I have, you know, I, I, I make calls every day trying to sort of hear if there's anything out there. I'm sure there will be, especially with moves like this that are almost daily fast. in terms of, yeah. But um, right now, Jim, I don't know of any big blow-ups to okay. tell you about at all. I know people are concerned about it. At the same time, given the volatility on the equity side and, 
you know, nobody wants to put that incremental capital to work. They're afraid to do that, too. Nobody wants to take a lot of risk. That's no, the period no we're IPOs. in, given these kinds of moves. And the only IPO you did have, Porsche, was seen as being a blowout. It's going to be fine, but it's not going to be perhaps the uh, euphoric no. reception that some had hoped for that might even sort of add to animal spirits. No, and I think, Carl, that I, I look at the CarMax story today about if used cars are in this. But they're in, in, in the CPI, and they're going down. But again, they, it won't be till October that year over year they're down, even though CarMax quarter was obviously horrible. Uh, the only thing that I fear about, and I know I was very, I was very thank you to Steve Leesman for mentioning uh, they know nothing. What I'm concerned about is, is that if you go back to the 17 rate hikes we had uh, from the 2000 period up until the housing crisis, for the last four Everything seemed great to them, and I, and I ever, but we had rot underneath. We do not yet have rot underneath, which is making it so that they can continue to go. But I think that the idea, what I call for last time, is like, okay, let's take it a little slower. Let's be more prudent. Let's in November maybe do 50. Uh, let's not stress the system. Let's not have something like England uh, because it's not worth it. You can take things up slower. It's more prudent. And I think Jay's a prudent man, so I'm betting he doesn't do 75, 75, 75, because th- there's no hurry to it. He, it's obvious where he's going, but let us get there in a time where we can catch our breath. So some of these uh, these dovish uh, option hedges that have been trading last couple days, one of them would benefit if they did 50 in November and then paused, or maybe even cut. I know. You well, think they're not going to cut because uh, the, the two years saying they're not going to cut, but... I thought that when I listened to Ms. Mester, she's going to 4.6, 4.7. And so that two-year piece of paper is real bad. But, but I do think that there's nothing wrong with being prudent. Prudent in this case is to see what so many 75s can do. Because we've never done them. You know, David, I, I'd love to hear from Jonathan Gray. I mean, they have that big housing portfolio. Yeah. I mean, at what point does, does, does 7% mortgage make it so that it's not easy to sell your house? That's a good point. Uh, he said on rental housing, real estate's still very strong on a year-on-year basis, but slowed sequentially. We're definitely at a point where it feels like in place they're starting to head down, but we still have a long way to go. We certainly have a long way to go to get to the Fed's target, he said, of 2% inflation. Um, but you're right. Uh, you know, when you have <clears throat> also products like the BRE, which I talked about a lot at Blackstone, which are taking in enormous sums of money, quickly becoming one of the largest REITs out there. But because it was offering a 4 or 5% yield, well, that doesn't look as nearly as interesting anymore with a 4.2% on the two-year. Well, so, and cost of capital, obviously, it, figures into all these companies' some, businesses. Some of these, the REITs, like the malls. And the, REITs have gotten crushed. Just crushed. Yeah. Now, they are. We haven't talked about that much lately, but the REITs have gotten Remember, they're crushed. coal miners. They're not canaries. They're coal miners. Meaning what? Explain what that means. Look, Simon Properties is really well run. Federal Realty, really well run. And the... The yields are indicating that they're stressed there. Now, I don't think they're stressed in either one. Uh, but when I look at Simon Pro, this is a great company. And they've been very wise the whole way. They paid out, what, more than $33 billion in, in uh, distributions. I look right. at these and I say, okay, that is what the Fed should look at. But that's it's the, so that's, granular. They're going to have that kind of a move, though, in an interest rate environment like the one we have right now, aren't they? I mean, yep. because they've always been about yield. Right, but I do think that your the weakness in the economy is going to be in the consumer spending. That's where I'm looking right. at. And so and, it's you know, a double. CarMax, 
you know, Bed Bath is up today. I mean, it's, you know, well, that's just so stupid. I mean, we all know that. The, well, when you have minus 28 comps, all I ask them is, please come up with a store that's come back. I mean, for every for every CarMax and every Bed Bath, there's a hog where B of A today says dealers still don't have enough bike inventory. A veil season passes up six year on year. Well, <laughs> they, they don't want that. I mean, that's the mixed picture. But I, I counter that with Simon Properties up, uh, with a 70% yield, which to me says that it's many of the stores that we shop at will not make it. Because you, you know, I know that the group is weak, but that's just devastating. That's devastating. So the Fed has to look at buying goods versus the, hey, I'm alive, let's go somewhere post-COVID. The post-COVID, which I call the nine wedding scenario, I mean, you know, there's a lot, there's weddings stacked up like uh, airplanes at O'Hare. It's like, wow, I got to go one this one, that one. Hey, I got one in Vail, I got one in Como. I'm going to one in Georgia. Well, this is what happens. People are catching up with their lives. And once they've caught up, well, then Ms. Messer's going to be too um, restricted. Two and a half million weddings will take place what? this year. Uh, the highest since 84. One reason why Walmart's selling dresses now. That's a lot of weddings. Two and a half, Two and a half million? million. So that would be five million people. That's incredible. <laughs> Look at him. How many shoes? <laughs> you like he that, Carl? Sense. You but know that, it. That's what I'm here for. No, but think about that. I mean, this is what what is Powell really faced with? An unprecedented number of people who have to go travel in order to get to these weddings. That's a lot of people. That's like one <laughs> out of every, what, 80 people in the country, something like that. Well, and then they have kids, you know, that's something that often happens, and then they gotta move out, they gotta rent. I don't know, there's too, I don't wanna say there's too many weddings. I, I'm all in favor of people getting married. I've done it twice. <laughs> like Liz Taylor <laughs> said, it gets bad. better every time, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, her perfume still's the best seller. <laughs> Uh, meantime, uh, Hurricane Ian has been downgraded to a tropical storm headed toward uh, the middle and, and north of uh, Florida, not before battering the state. Southwest part, as you know, was particularly hit hard, causing devastation and widespread flooding. More than two and a half million without power. President has declared it a major disaster that opens up some FEMA funding. Jim, on GMA today, uh, the Lee County Sheriff says fatalities may number in the hundreds around Fort Myers. Around Fort Myers. Yeah. Well, what a beautiful area. And I know that there were people, we had some good coverage earlier about people who wouldn't go, who wouldn't abandon. And they tend to be people who are elderly, who are the least able to handle what happens. And we saw this, by the way, in the fires in, in Northern California and Southern Oregon, a reluctance to leave when you know that this is coming and that's who gets hurt. I will say first responders, amazing job. First uh, Red Cross, amazing job. But also, Home Depot and Lowe's, amazing job. The, remember, business is still the greatest source of what I regard yeah. as social It's, it's going to be quite a while till they're uh, obviously that, able that to. That never gets hit. That was always the, the reason Fort why Myers went and west. Naples, right. Well, yeah. Tampa was spared to a certain extent because right. the track had originally had it uh, going into Tampa Bay. But uh, Which it, shot it's not good. You're done? What do you mean? When what? you're done, well, are you going to move west side or east side? What are you talking Florida. about? I'm, oh, I'm not, going Florida. I'm not going to Florida. I'm not going to Florida. When I'm done? <laughs> Did I mention you? I have James Gorman on. Yes, I'm aware that you have James Gorman. I'm very excited to hear what he has to say. I look forward to that interview. Very. You much. don't know? I mean, you talk to him all the time. Right? I do. I, well, I try and speak to him, but obviously not on television. That's <laughs> tonight. Mad money. I did get his cell phone, though, recently. I had it, but I, had, I got it again off the... 
It wasn't redacted from the Twitter litigation. Foreman's <laughs> cell phone. I'll out speak there. to him during the break. Maybe I'll give it back. I to tell you. him to change his cell phone. David, we got to move on. All okay. Right, we move on. We'll take a break. I got a push and a pull on Apple today. B of A downgrades, Rosenblatt upgrades. We'll discuss both of those calls and we'll talk to one of the analysts who made them in the next hour. Take a look at the pre market as at least the triple Qs look to give back almost everything from Wednesday. We're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Apple's moving lower in the pre-market again. B of A cuts to neutral from buy, cuts the target from 185 down to 160. Uh, Wamsi Mohan this morning saying Apple shares, quote, have been perceived as a relative safe haven. However, we see risk to this outperformance over the next year as we, as we expect material negative estimate revisions driven by weaker consumer demand. He'll join us in the next hour. Jimmy says this has already played out in services and soon we'll see it in product. Well, very strong, very strong analysts. Uh, I know that it's easy to shoot Apple down, given the fact where the other stocks are. My concern is, is that people will sell on this and then not be able to get back in during the next product cycle. We know that China is, I'm going to just call it a disaster, okay? And we saw a Baba cut. I've done a huge amount of work on Apple in the last 48 hours. It does not confirm the negative thesis. Uh, it confirms a mix. <clears throat> Inventory, bubble, Definitely in low end, very difficult to get high end. Now, David, the people, the high end phone is where the money's made. Yes. The well, services, what? Right. Margins are even better on right. the high end. But phone. I mean, yeah. yeah, we've seen this play out time and again. People want, they want you to, uh, now look, he's well, a great. What about China, Jim? It's, no, 20, it's 20, China's, China's 20%, right? 20% yes, 20%, of sales? It's not good. And, you know, again, we talk about the lockdowns and the zero COVID policy, but the impact that it has had, oh, geez. we may have not focused on enough. Because when you talk to CEOs who do business there, they will tell you it's their number one concern. Sure, because each so, week it seems like business gets worse. So if you were at the beginning of this, they were still selling a lot of apples. People were buying. But now, no, people just are very dispirited. So uh, could there be could it be a result simply of that? I think so. lack of demand in the Chinese market. I think it's underestimated. It's been it's the swing swing, absolutely. But uh, the good side for Apple is the uh, T-Mobile versus uh, Verizon ATT, uh, because Verizon ATT needs you to get that phone. Uh, you can't get the higher end phone until they say late October. I'm being quoted November for the high end wow. phone. So I mean, in that sense, there's something going right there. Uh, but it, China, I mean, I, I hope we get more people in to talk about China because what's happening in China is unprecedented. I mean, you can't lock up people this long. Are they going to, the word is that they're going to stop the lock, the lockdowns after she gets elected. But with a 40, with a, with a 
reelected with a vaccine, Carl, that's only 40 percent effective. Now, we know that this current strain of COVID is, is not as lethal, but that's a huge number of people. I and mean, we all know people. I mean, every week I come in and there's more people I know are sick and we're all vaccinated. So people have it. It's worse than the flu in some cases, but a lot of times less. Yep. This is all worse than the flu. So I, I just think that they're totally unprepared. Uh, China's a huge, uh, huge element. By the way, yesterday was the first time since 2020 S&P gained 2% without Apple's help, with Apple in the red. Well, pretty amazing. I mean, yesterday was just, I, I, I did a piece, I felt horrible. I did a show last night, which basically said it was a dream. It was one of those like dream episodes, you know, how they have the dream. Of, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm re- reading some Stephen King right now. It's very mm-hmm. Stephen King dream, where things are good and then they go bad. King, by the way, will be our Charles Dickens. Yes, you've mentioned that many times. Well, I just think that you should be reading Stephen King. I have read a few of his Did books. Did you read 1964? I I read 1963. I did read that book. I did, on your recommendation. What do you think? And now I'm reading Grant on your recommendation. How good is Grant? It's good. Hey, how about the way Grant was the most anti-Ku Klux Klan? Yeah, he was a real abolitionist. And and that Frederick Douglass was the most important person in his campaign? I'm not up to that part yet. Uh, Only about 100 pages in. I gave that away. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dashing Countdown to the opening bell uh, with Futures in the Red. Don't go away. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Opening bell just a couple of moments away. Some of the laggards this morning. CarMax is definitely going to lead you on a pretty horrendous report. Uh, revenue way below, big EPS miss, talking about challenging conditions, near-term pressures, along with some uh, chips in there and travel. Don't forget you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back in a moment. All right, we've got two minutes until we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange and everywhere else. Of course, we are looking for a down open this morning after yesterday's rally on equity markets. Coinbase takes us in a bit of a different direction for the Mad Dash. Well, I think we can't lose sight of the fact that something I think the Fed very much wants just to be eviscerated, which is crypto. They want not just a crypto winner. I think they want a, you know, a crypto blizzard. And this morning, Wells Fargo comes out with a piece called Coinbase Global. Challenged environment means operating results will remain under pressure, and they started as a sell. Now, David, I thought this was pretty pertinent. Unclear whether there's a path for coin to sustain profitability. Well, I, I like profitability. I, I find that often leads to higher stock prices. Why? Well, Bi- Binance is competing, and then, David, I know you'll love this, J.P. Morgan of this generation, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX. Yes. Is is slashing everybody's margin. And uh, average fees per transaction across the industry had to climb by 50%. A lot of that is is the man, Sam Bankman-Fried. We talk about him a lot, yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried. Free. Is he the Jay Gould of our era, or is he the J.P. Morgan of our era? I think it's yet to be determined. Yet to be is determined. He the, is he Vanderbilt? He could be. Is he Harriman? Possibly. Is he the Credit Mobiliere scandal? Is he Carnegie? If he gives a lot of libraries, he is. <laughs> nice. 
This is called the central issue is will Sam Bankman-Free corner, corner Bitcoin. We'll watch that. Uh, yeah, Wells definitely sees 15% downside on coin. 15. Yeah. Good luck. Opening bell here in the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's JP Morgan Chase celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month at the NASDAQ Serena, an education services provider in China, celebrating its 20th anniversary. Is Jamie, Jamie up there? Jamie no, down? no, he's not. <clears throat> did you look? I did. I yeah, me too. You never know when he's going to pop up. Hurricane Diamond, you know? You ever see that song? I think Bob Dylan wrote a song about it. Hurricane Diamond? No, no he wrote a song about Reuben Hurricane Carter. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Obviously, pretty negative breath here at the open. Dow's going to open down about 200, Jim. Uh, oh, this is a do-over. You know what? It never should have happened yesterday. And you wanted so badly for people to sell and buy back because you knew this was going to happen. But again, that's just churning people. We can't churn people. We're going to get a chance to buy because it's so oversold. And we'll get some data that I think will go the bull's way. We just don't have it yet. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we'll get more in the morning for sure. Right. I'll get some more inflation data. J.P. Morgan did have one note, Jim, this morning on mega cap tech. First day in a while, uh, we've seen several, uh, we've seen real and multiple long-only buyers. But that was, um, well, you know, that I mean, idea seems yeah. to be getting unwound today. Every day, like Amazon comes out with something good. Nobody cares. They've got some new releases, new product. Uh, Thursday Night Football was a big win for Amazon, but we don't care. Uh, it, it, we don't care because... It's a stock, and right now we're in that moment where if it's a stock, it goes lower. Yeah, I'm not sure if Thursday Night Football moves the needle for Amazon anyway. Well, but they made a smart move. They could. Pay. I disagree with that. Really? Yes, I disagree you think, with that. Really? I mean, I think they got. They, I think it was a good risk reward and it's paying off. It may the very Jack, well be, yes. but it's part of one service that's part of a larger issue. That, I mean, when Amazon Web Services is really the profit engine of the company, retail is enormous, but of course, questions about margin. You're talking about something that's. Well, you're probably referring to best prime signups over three hours. Thank uh, you. I mean, the whole the league's averaging the best numbers since about eight years. Why is DraftKings stock not go up? It's really incredible. The amount of gambling is just extraordinary in this country. Well, today the, the headlines on Amazon really about Senator Warren asking FTC to block iRobot. Uh, they are. Upping, they got a second request on that already. Upping some wages for warehouse shipping workers. Average is now going to start to be 19, starting wage. Uh, and they're going to move a bunch of call center employees remote. Well, look, we're in a period where the government's hostile. Uh, Amazon had too many workers. Now, that I mean, I was out to Amazon Web Services, by the way. Can we just say they are hiring? Because that is an unbelievable business. But when I look at that stock, my Chapel Trust bought some stock down here. Why? Well, because Amazon is a great company, which I had just met, and they're doing well. And when this era of pain is over, that stock is going to snap back. But the era of pain has to do with the fact that the veil, veil is filled with services. What we, you know, we're waiting for, I told you what we're waiting for. Your house to go down. You'd be worried about being fired, okay? Those are what they want. They just won't say it. You can't come on air and say, you know what, I want you to be worried about being fired. I want your portfolio lower, and boy, I think your house has got to come down. Who can say that? I mean, what person would come on and say that other than me? Nobody. Thank you. Oh. I rest my case. I'm not sure you made your case, but I... Ty- Tyrone. 
Tyrone what? Power. My father, Power? my father met him in really? Kyoto when he was serving. He said he was the coolest man he'd ever met. How did we get on that? <laughs> How well, did we get wit- on Tyrone Power? Prosecution rest. Witness for the prosecution. Thank you. One of the greatest movies that's ever a good, made. That's a good leap. David has okay. got zero cultural. <laughs> I think that's, that's unfair. I think that's but, unfair. I mean, for a guy who should have been Jeopardy. I think that's unfair. For a guy who should have been Jeopardy. Sometimes would be you much make better. leaps. I didn't, no. you know. And, you know, he owned Jeopardy. I bet you he didn't even have to look at the card. Did you ever really need the card? Occasionally, I did, yes. But most of the time, you knew. You're being very kind. Most uh, of the time, you knew the answer. That show moves on. I was on. there with Bell. I watched Bell. <laughs> That's his mom. On the last one that he was running Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. I mean, David. Those were you know, good days. It sure was. Or in fact, one good day. Really, Layoffs for 500. That's all you do. Five shows in a day. All right, back to the markets. We don't have a lot up this morning. Did you see a positive note on Rivian? It came out this morning. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. I Has the stock up. You thought it was stupid. Why? Because... Because they're not, go, stock's not going to go anywhere. Um, it was dumb. I don't know. What am I going to say? <laughs> hey, that was a brilliant move. Because it was yeah, dumb. Yeah, a brilliant move. And I got to tell you, at the same time, I think the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. All right. Well, that's that's a bit out there as well. Well, I just think when you look at what's going on, when you look at these books, how many days can people cut the rails? Here we go again. Cut the rails. City. The rails. How about this VF court? I mean, I feel like taking my North Face coat, which I love, and just taking a shiv to it. Shiv it. With a B. Yeah. B of A did some work on VF Corp, and oh. investor days are normally positive. Not I this know. one. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah, not this one, Jim. Oh, uh, my. Uh, At least Columbia's doing well. I had a meeting with Lulu yesterday with the woman who is running the Mirror Initiative. Now, they've tur- turned Lulu into a razor, razor blade model. Where you get the mirror, and then you have to be in. I the saw that interview. Get, yeah, you watch Michelle. Yeah, yeah, I watched part of it. What you probably thought the Gorman was on last night? No, I think I was at the gym and it was on, so I watched. What did you think? It was great. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. It was right there. I love that. Right stock. over there. Look, I love that stock. Why? Because that's what it's going to take to own in this environment. They're going to make their numbers. This the multiple shrunk. They're doing a lot of interesting things. That is going to make it through this period kind of brings to mind what Nike's going to tell us. Uh, B of A today also points out Nike has a history of fading intraday on earnings. Uh, Doesn't mean it opens down, but often when it does open up, it still ends the day down. I know it's uh, portfolio ease, but Matthew Boss from JP Morgan did say it's seven turns below it normally is, which means that people paying dramatically less. But then again, here we go. David, it's China. Yep. China is an important market for them. And we continue to have real questions about people's ability to go out and shop, willingness to do so, Why and do what's happening to the Nikes economy. Why do you need to pair Nikes if you're not allowed to go out anyway? Right. You're not going running. You're not going anywhere. So what, you, you buy them to stare at? Or apparel or anything. Oh, yeah. look, China, David's right. We should be doing show after show about what it's like to have 1.4 billion people. Now, they're not all, to be fair. No, it's certain metropolitan areas that are obviously all of which are larger than anything we've got here in this country, but nonetheless with 1.4 billion people. They're not, they're not all on lockdown. It's just been the waves and the uncertainty that it creates about when and if it may happen to your area. Do you want to give your elderly uh, mom or dad COVID? We were really gripped with that in this country with a million people. We were all concerned. I think that China uh, is going to have a huge problem with that because that's who that that's who got hurt. That's who got died. Were the people who don't have a voice, the elderly. And 
China is fantastic. My father worked for the Chinese. They care tremendously about the elderly. So I think that there's going to be a continued lockdown even after they open things. Maybe. Because they won't give them the vaccine. And that is just... People I know in the industry are just saying it is one of the great travesties of our time that they have something to be like, you know, it's not polio, but we all got our polio vaccine. Uh, but it was, it's a disaster there. Um, Apple's a disaster. Yeah, you look I, at I, Apple. Apple's down another almost 3%. The NASDAQ is down about 30.6% for the year. And obviously we know many of the growth stocks that were the high flyers. And many others uh, are down well more than even the 30% that the NASDAQ is down for the year. You know, it's funny because I did, well, not necessarily funny. I did ask John Gray, who runs Blackstone day to day, Steve Schwartzman's little CEO, uh, about, you know, their private equity business and where and if they're seeing opportunity, particularly because the cost of capital obviously is going up. And so that does affect the return parameters for any deal you might consider. I thought his answer was interesting because it ended up that perhaps there is value in the public markets. Take a listen. Best opportunities today tend to be on the screen because the markets tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They take speculative tech companies or tech companies that are making a lot of money and say, um, you know, I'm nervous, I don't want to own anything. And so I think strategically you focus on assets where the pricing reflects a more sober environment, maybe too sober. And early on, I think it's in the public markets. It's kind of encouraging. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, Vista Equity as well, we've seen them active in the public markets. Obviously, they focus on uh, enterprise software uh, companies. But there may be opportunities for long-term investors who are looking for returns that spread out over many years, Jim. To, to make an entrance here. Now, can you get the financing that you want? Uh, that's a question. The, uh, right now, you know, the Citrix deal's getting done around 10, 10 and a half percent. Uh, not pretty. Wow. So that's a difficult area right now for some parts of private equity. But there may be opportunities, says Mr. Gray. Uh, enterprise software, longer term, has been the single best investment. Yes. And yet they're, right now, the worst investment. So I think that Jonathan Gray's right again. You can take a look at the enterprise software and know that some of these companies are going to do very, very well, David. And I, I, I think that when you look at the longer term, but the longer term has become something that I really want to encourage in our show, but I respect the fact that that's a cedar friend. It's hard. It's hard to build a position whenever, when you think you're going to be, you know, get another chance tomorrow down another percent or the right. next day down another percent. I, I it's spent. just right. It's, it's difficult to actually put on risk, so to speak. Right. And certainly those who are paid to do it for a living don't want to do it right now. It doesn't appear. Probably, um, I spent a huge amount of time with Mark Benioff last week at Salesforce. And pretty joyous time. Understand that the dollar makes things very difficult. It's made that clear multiple times. Uh, a stock that I recommended at $8 many years ago. And uh, I look at it. I look at the chart and start to sell. Uh, and then I go out there and there's 40,000 people who are ravenous about the company. <laughs> and you know that when things turn, uh, this is going to turn fast. So can you own it while you wait for the turn? I think that people at home, younger people at home in particular, have to say yes. If you need that money two years from now, that's a tough call. But for what it's worth, and it wasn't just because I watched the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who were unbelievable. Uh, for what it's worth, that was a celebration of capitalism uh, for Dreamforce and, and a celebration of earnings. 
of, of orders. Yeah. And Brett, I was hung out with Brett Taylor, who's the co-CEO. And business is good. Business is good at workday. But, but, but people are afraid. Uh, enterprise software is incredibly necessary. Business is fantastic in cyber. Just fantastic. Nikesh Aurora, Palo Alto Networks. I mean, I'm talking about fantastic, okay? And no one wants to buy that stock. I've got it in the bullpen for my travel trust. But wow. if you buy Palo Alto now, I can't guarantee anything. But I can tell you that that company is doing incredibly well. There's no cessation of business. It's probably the strongest quarter that is out there. And nobody wants to own it because it's a stock and stocks go down. But that ends. And it ends and a guy like Nikesh is going to be the winner because he's taking share and his product is invaluable. And I don't care that the chart looks like K2 or Kilimanjaro or whatever other mountain you want. Kilimanjaro is actually not that hard to climb. How about, how about Rainier very hard to climb? Interesting. Very hard. Shasta? Forget no. about it. Okay. Mm. Um, well, certainly was one of the highlights of, uh, of last earnings, the last earnings period. Speaking of the dollar, Jim, uh, Goldman had a note out yesterday trying to explain how their oil target was so wrong, and they said they didn't count on the dollar asymmetry. Uh, but Jeff Curry comes out today. Uh, market's going to go into deficit, or is in deficit, and will tighten further. They still see 85 to 95. Well, o- OPEC Plus has to go uh, and, and make things more restrictive, and, and our government has to stop depleting the strategic petroleum reserves. But you know, when I have a woman, Carly Garner, came in when, when he made that call and said, this thing's going right back to 80, and then it's going to go to 95, and then it's going to go to 66. And that's why we sold half of our oil stocks were overweighted for uh, the travel trust, and I wish we had sold every one of them. But the ones we have left wow. do have good yield, and I think that's terrific, except for Halliburton, where, where we came in after meeting with the company, and we're dead wrong, thinking that, that stock and Warren Buffett the order keeps great. buying more oxy. Um, another $350 million worth. Now, do we think he's not smart? No, we think he's uh, very smart. Right. I think that's Is he buying CarMax, by the way? I don't have any idea. Uh, no. I, I didn't know that he was buying Oxy yesterday. I think we asked, you asked me about We it. asked about the Oxy. Qu- I know you did. The question is, uh, it doesn't appear that he wants to buy the entire company. That cool. is an obvious question given how much he's bought. He's Just, well over yeah. 20% at this point. Um, Guys, we're reversing everything that we everything, did yesterday. Everything. Uh, the Nasdaq's it was just a total down. do-over. It Nas- didn't happen. Nasdaq's now down 2.4%. It's incredible. Uh, over 31% That's why today. people hate and, stock market. You know, I'm looking at, uh, I mean, the auto sector, for example. GM, GM down 6%. Ford down 5.5%. Uh, Tesla down 3.5%. Tesla does have issues. May not do. There's piece today that's very positive with Tesla, but still talks about maybe deliveries. Estimates are too high. I continue to think that Ford represents great value. Uh, sold some in the 20s, anxious to try to buy that back. Uh, General Motors, I, I think Mary Barr is doing a great job, but these are five, six times earnings. And uh, and what gets recommended? Lucid. Yeah, Lucid. Lucid. Or, or Rivian, I told you earlier. True Rivian. Securities People has love a $65 Rivian. price target. How do they get there? Well, they utilize a 10-year discounted cash flow with a 14% weighted average cost of capital and a 5% terminal growth rate, and they do apply a 25% risk-weighted discount to get to that. What are they, do they like Carvana? To get to that price. They probably like Carvana. Carvana has not not gone well. It's been, as you would say, suboptimal for that company. One of the things I love about Carvana was that I bought a car, brought it to the house, didn't like it, they took it back. I didn't pay anything. 
well, that was good for me, but how's that? Mm. How about they make money? Uh, uh, well, Lucid is the biggest NDX loser, and there are no NDX gainers at the no? moment. No? Now, is that right? That's Remember when Mark Cain said, if it's 9 to 1, the late Mark Cain's, then you have to do some buying? Yeah. Well, here we are. All you Let's, got is, all I got on my screen up is Merck and Bristol Myers. Bristol Myers doing good. I think you should add Eli Lilly. I believe in their in their weight. I'm trying to get their weight drug, and I believe that their Alzheimer's is going to be every bit as good as Biogen. The weight drug is you can don't lose his weight. Wow. Pretty good. No downside. Send me more information. I'm interested. Uh, so another day of washout breath. Dow's down 500. Let's get to Bob Pisani, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, and we've basically given up all the gains that we had yesterday. David had a great point that it's really hard to put on risk uh, in this market because the market's picking your pocket here. It, it, day after day, you're getting faked out here, uh, and it's making it really difficult. So I use uh, very simple metrics for risk on, risk off. Uh, arc innovation, semiconductors, metals and mining. These are good examples of risk on, risk off. All three of them down 25 to 4% today. Everything else sort of within that range, a little bit below that. Banks, consumer staples doing a little bit better, but not much better. Uh, so if you look at mega cap tech uh, on the B of A, downgrade for Apple here. Uh, we're at the lowest level since July, 144. And, you know, everybody says Apple's held up better, but Apple was 176 in August. So we're down, you know, 15% since then. There's AMD and NVIDIA down. Microsoft is down about 28% so far uh, this year. So yes, all right. Uh, comparatively, Apple's held up a little bit better, but not much better. If you want to know the issues for the market, we got three issues uh, today just happened. Uh, trust is defending those tax cut proposals, which are inflationary over in the U.K. Uh, the jobless came, numbers came in at five-month lows. That's not what the Fed wants to hear, as Jim has been aptly pointing out all day. And then we had Loretta Mester talking uh, to uh, Steve. Rates still not in restrictive territory yet, and we're not at a point we think we should be stopping on rate hikes. You know, maybe somebody should send Loretta Mester uh, the CarMax earnings report. Did you see these numbers? 79 cents? What? This wasn't even close to any analyst estimate. It's half of what the expectations were. Comp sales, these are used car comp sales, down 8.3%. It's very simple. You want an equation? We got higher rates, we got higher prices, and we got big affordability problems. Here's what CarMax said. We believe a number of macroeconomic factors impacted our second quarter unit sales performance, such as vehicle affordability challenges, that stem from widespread inflationary pressures as well as climbing interest rates and low consumer conference. Send that to Loretta Mester because it looks like this move by the Fed is definitely having some impact. Look at this. It's down 17 percent. That's a new low, 52-week low uh, for CarMax. Uh, investor confidence uh, is also uh, in terrible shape. Uh, I follow these AAII numbers, American Association of Individual Investors. Look at this, 60% bearish. This is two weeks in a row, 60% bearish. This is twice the normal numbers. It's never been two weeks, 60% bearish in history. This goes back to 1987, uh, this survey. Bullish, only 20%. You know, usually it's about 40%. So the, it's still terrible numbers here. So as uh, Carl mentioned, upcoming, we've got Nike coming up, and they're uh, like FedEx, though, they're big global companies. So we have 25% of the sales in Europe, about 20% in China for Nike. That's what we're going to watch. PCE price index for tomorrow, Carl, we got 0.1% for the headline month over month, 0.5% uh, for uh, the core. Anything that is better than that indicates the lower numbers than that, 
I think will help the market for sure tomorrow. We'll keep an eye on that. Carl, back to you. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the morning, uh, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, let's watch bonds this morning as well. Uh, as the Dow's down about 475, two-year, 4-2, 10-year, still just below 3.8. Of course, yesterday, the biggest one-day decline in the 10-year yield since 2009. We're back after a break. Take a look at the heat map of the NASDAQ 100. As we said, not a single component in the green this morning. Yesterday, 2% gains. Today, roughly 2% losses. Uh, S&P down almost 70 basis points, or 70 points. We're back after a short break. Don't go away. Jim, we know what's on Matt tonight. Yeah, we have James Gorman's very interesting. David and I just turned in. I know this was off the record, but we do feel like you got to find something to buy. I just sent Jeff Marks, my uh, assistant, well, my portfolio manager, what, what do we got to buy here? And I'm actually going to ask James Gorman whether, whether we've all gotten too negative and not thinking at all about, say, 2023 and if there isn't something to buy right now. Remember, they're the Twitter financing, too. Just, just He won't answer it, but ask him anyway. Give him a hard time. I you? asked Brent Taylor about Twitter, and he gave me an answer. He said, we're doing well. I said, well, actually, what I said to him was, you can ask me any question about Twitter. Twitter says we're still missing some text messages, too. Oh, yeah, they yeah. still want. Chancellor McCormick's not happy with uh, Musk's lawyers. No. People think I pick on Musk. I don't. He's amazing. A lot but of people say that. But in court here. A lot of people say that about you. <laughs> Jim, we look forward to it. Mad Money, 6 p.m. It's a great show. Yesterday, Delivering Alpha was a great show. When we come back, as we said, B of A cutting Apple to neutral from buy. We're going to talk to Wamsi Mohan in a moment with the S&P just back below 3650. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com.